All right, I will say good morning, good morning. Let us begin. Let us begin. All right, begin by thanking all of our sponsors. Thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Nisan. To thank Paul and Kathy Pollock for dedicating all the Shemur Joshua's this month in memory of Paul's father and mother, Shemuel ben Zechariah and Sarah Bas Avram. And to thank Shane Avram and Shane D. Kelman for dedicating all the Shurman Joshua's this month in memory of Sarah Braina Bas Yoshua Heschel. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Neshamas will have an Aliyah and the families in Nechama. And we'll say with that, let us begin an interesting dot today. We actually referenced it earlier on. Today's dot is Samech, 60. We are picking up a Merit Hashem on the bottom of Nuntes Amad Beis, 59b. 59b. So we'll say, so the Mishnah says as follows. Nozir. Okay, so we have a little bit of an interesting and intriguing situation. So we've already made reference to this case before. You have a Nazir who, as I will say, just so you understand, this is in line with the theme of the parak. Because remember again, how do we open up this parak? Safik Tuma. Safik Tuma. So the opening, the opening mission of the parak, which again we just concluded yesterday, was the idea of two Nazirim walking down the road. Two Nazirim walking down the road. And what happens? Ruvain, another guy, standing at a distance, right? We set it up in the Gemara that he's standing at a distance of at least Daladamus, right? In order that it's a Safek Tumah Bershus Harabim. So he goes ahead, sorry, Safek Tumah Bershus Hayochel, excuse me. Standing at a distance of Daladamus. And what does Ruvain say? What does Ruvain say, previous Mishnah? What does Ruvain say? Somebody became Tomei. I don't know who became Tomei. Fine. Then we went through, we went through the entire process that these two guys have to undergo in order to go ahead and figure out, to, essentially to cover their bases. And that's really what it is, essentially to cover their bases. That was Mishnah 1. Mishnah 2, that we did yesterday, then spoke about what? What happens if one of those two guys die? Right, so how do you, how do you resolve the suffix? Continuing in this, you know, so we're talking about one guy, so we're back to one guy now, one guy with multiple layers of, uh, of suffix, of suffix, so watch this. So, Nazir Shahaya Tomei B'Safek, Umukhla B'Safek. So, we'll say, we're talking about now a guy who was Tomei B'Safek. Now, remember again, Tuma in this context always refers to what? Tumas Meis. Tumas Meis. So, there's a Safek. Did he come in contact with the corpse? And we'll say, that's one level, layer of Safek. And then there's another layer of Safek, which is, Safek is Siyamitsura. Is Siyamitsura. So, we'll say, so take a quick look at the rush for just a moment. So the Rush says over here, Nazir Shahaya Tami Basavik Bamukla Basavik. Sorry, we'll say actually not the Rush. I'm actually gonna draw your attention to Likute Rashi. You see, do you have that in your margin? Likute Rashi? I have it on my page, it's on, on the right hand side of the page. No? So okay. Alright, hopefully. Good. If not, if not, if not, you'll listen. If not you'll listen. So Likute Rashi. Right? Nazir says, if you see, it's about uh, eight lines in. Nazir shahaya tamay b'safek amuchlat b'safek. Shenitma b'meis b'safek. B'yom rishon shal nazirus. B'safek hulo emnichlat v'nirpa b'yom rishon shal naziruso. So I'll say, so ultimately the way that Rashi, or the Kuti Rashi, is framing this case, is framing this case, is essentially have an individual who has a tzafek tumah on the first day of his, of his Nazarite vow, of his Nazarite Nazirus. And there's also, it's not clear, is he healed from his Tzara'as on that day as well. That's the suffix that's unfolding over here. So I'll say, so therefore again, a double suffix, a double suffix. So the Gemara says as follows, actually not the Gemara yet, sorry. 
Um, fine. So, so the Mishnah goes on, and the Mishnah says, so what happens if we'll say, So we'll say, in a case like this, in a case like this, so ultimately, again, he drinks wine, he's able to go ahead, I'm sorry, he's able to eat, which refers to Kabanos, after 60 days, so we'll say, what that means is, his Toma is essentially fully resolved after 60 days, and his Nazirus is only completed after 120 days. After 120 days. Okay. So I'll say, so now listen to this. So what, why is that? So take a look again at Likute Rashi. Right? So we'll say, so again, take a look at Likute Rashi, right where we were before. Right? It says, So we'll say, so here, this is just going to help frame what it is that's unfolding over the course of this Mishnah. So take a look. He says, Remember again, let's just translate over here. If he was definitively Vadai, right, and ultimately again, definitively a Mukhlat, i.e., right, definitively a Mitzora who has been healed, he would be obligated to go ahead and shave immediately. Right? He would be obligated to shave immediately to remedy his saras. And at the end of seven days, because remember again, the purification process for saras extends seven days. So he would shave again. He'd be able to go out and bring carbon. And he cuts him. That would be in a case of where we definitively knew his status. So then he finish off the Toma. Then he do another 30 days ultimately again of Nazirus. Because we've already established, remember again, what did we emerge from the previous Sugya? That Saras is Docha Nazirus. Right, so we'll say, remember again, what does that mean practically? So we know that Halacha Lamaisa, a Nazir, is not permitted to shave his head. But yet again, part of the purification process for Tsaras is, is shaving your head. And therefore we learned out either from Rosho or Zikano, remember again, that was the whole drasha, that the haircutting of, the haircutting of Mitzora is Docha, the prohibition of not cutting your hair by a Nazir. So he goes on to the Rashi, he says, so Okay, so we'll say, see here it is. But the only time that hair cutting of Tsaras is Docha, the prohibition to cut your hair of a Nazir is when? Is when? When there is a definitive obligation as a Mitzora. Right? That's when there's a definitive obligation. That's when ultimately again you cut your hair even as a Nazir. However, so we'll say, so again, we're not going to do the rest of this, but essentially what you begin to see is here's what's at play over here. See, I will say, the problem is when you have Suffolk cases, so Suffolk do not necessarily allow you to set aside prohibitions. So because of that, when you have this situation of a Nazir, right, a guy who was definitive, so if you look at this case, the only thing we definitively know is what? Is what? That he's a Nazir. That's what we know. What ended up happening over here? Salah so, now he, be, he contracts Tumah B'Safek. Possibly became exposed to a corpse. That's possibility number one. Possibility number two is, it's a Safek whether or not he's healed from his Saras. 
So I'll say, because we have two sfekos, the Mishnah explains, and again, you can look at the rest of Rashi, kind of, Rashi puts out all the calculations, which we don't need to go through ourselves right now to get the point of the Mishnah, but the point of Rabbi Ose is when you go through all the sfekos and work them through, he ultimately, he's only cleared from his Tumah after 60 days, and he's only cleared from his Nezirus ultimately after 120 days. Fine. Why? Here it is. Shetaglachas hanega doheetaglachas hanazir. Because when do we say that ultimately cutting your hair, fort saras, ultimately is doche, sets aside the prohibition of anazir to cut his hair? Bizman shuvadai. Only when there is a definitive obligation. Ava bizman shu safek in a But ultimately, again, when it's a safek, ultimately safek is not doche. So I will say, because Safek is not Doha, therefore again it's going to take a much longer amount of time to work through all of these Svekos. Fine. So I'll say that's the Mishnah. We actually, and again, we, we, re, we actually referenced this earlier as well. Take a look at the top of Samech. So it says the Gemara, Tana, Tana, when is this so? I'll say, when is what so? When is it so that you have to wait 120 days, right? In this case of Safek that it's going to take 120 days to work through all of the stakas and be permitted to drink wine and become Tamil and Mesim, i.e., when is it going to take 120 days in order for your Nazir and Aziris to be completed? Ultimately, again, Ben Aziris Mu'atas. That's talking about, I was saying Aziris Mu'atas. What's an Aziris Mu'atas? Remember, 30 days. 30 days. Now, obviously, it goes without saying, the longer the duration of the Naziros, then what? The longer it's going to take to rectify the Safek. So therefore, it says, Aval ben Aziros bas shana. But for example, if you have an Aziros that it would extend for a year, Ochel bekadshim, you can only eat, because I'll say, this would be the same case. You have a Nazir who, is, who has a one-year Nadir Naziros. And then what happens? What happens? There's a Suffolk Tumah, and a Suffolk, whether or not he was healed from his Tzaras. So now, but now he has upon him a Nadir Naziros for a year. So we'll say, for a guy like that, it's going to take as follows. He says, It's going to take two years to ultimately again allow him to come to a state of Tara where he could eat Kachim. And I will say, it'll be four years. It'll be four years ultimately again until his Nedr Naziros is successfully completed. And I will say, by the way, what, what an incredible Musa. I will say, you know what the worst thing in life is? The worst thing in life is? Suffolk. Suffolk. So I will say, when, when you live, that's why the Gemara Chazal tell us, Ein simcha There is no greater joy in life than resolution of doubt. See, I will say, in life, in life, if I know, like, think about it just a moment. If I know that I'm tummy, metaphorically, what does this mean? If I know that I'm wrong, I know that I'm doing things wrong, but, right? Don't raise your hand, right? right? By the way, say, we all know we're doing things wrong. At least if I know that I'm doing things wrong, then what? Then what? I know what I have to fix. I know what I have to do. Maybe I'm not even doing it now. We've spoken about this a lot, like in the last week. There are many times in life where I know I'm doing something wrong, and I know I'm not fixing it now. I'm not. I'm not even attempting to fix it now. That's okay. I mean, it's not okay, but, but as long as I know that it's wrong, there's a chance that I'll get to fix it in the future. When a person lives in Suffolk, Rabbi Osai, so what ends up happening? So now my whole life is in this ambiguity, right? It's gray, is it right, is it wrong, is it this, is it that? 
It takes years. Everything takes so much longer to resolve. That's the Musar Haskell over here. When you know your tame, okay, there's a process. I'm going to get through it. I'll get to the end of it. I'll be fine. Suffolk, Suffolk is like a fog. It's like a fog. I don't even know where the end is. And the truth is, in a fog, it's also so easy to get lost. Such a Musar. We said about this case, in this case of Suffolk, what ends up happening is actually four head shavings, four haircuts, four head shavings. Listen to this, so we'll say. So, Taglachas Rishona, so we'll say, for the first Taglachas, for the first head shaving, maybe Tsiporim. Ultimately, again, the Nazir will bring his bird offerings. I will say, now remember again, now remember again, those bird offerings are for his Tsaras. For his saras. So the first head shaving, right, he'll go ahead and that'll be a head shaving for saras. He'll bring his bird offerings. The chatas ha'ov va'olas behema. Furthermore, again, I will say, he'll bring his chatas of olas behema. Now, what is that for? That's for being a mitzora tame. So in the first, in the first hair cutting, that's where he addresses his saras and where he addresses being a nazir tame. Fine. Shnia, second hair cutting. Maybe chatas ha'ov va'olas behema. He'll bring chatas ha'ov, ultimately again, and olas behema. Fine. Shlishis, third hair cutting. Maybe chatas ha'ov va'olas behema. Same karbanos. Revius, maybe karbantara. Only by the time you get to the fourth hair cutting, now, we'll say, now remember, the timing of these hair cuttings all depends on what? All depends on what? The duration of the nazirus. Right? The duration of the nazirus. So remember, again, that's why, like, for example... For example, the 60, 120 days that the Mishnah brought down was Dafka, was Dafka for Anazir Mo'atas, a 30-day Nazirus. Obviously, again, the longer the Nazirus, the longer the timeline is extended. The common denominator is, no matter how long the Nazirus itself actually extends, Halacha there's always going to have to be the same four hair cuttings and the same four karbanos brought with each of those hair cuttings in order to properly resolve the doubt. Beautiful. So the Gemara goes right there. Amrit, Taglachas Rishon. So we'll say, now let's talk about these four hair cuttings and what we're doing at each of them. So Amrit, Taglachas Rishon, in the first hair cutting, so we said, what, what, what do you bring? You bring your Tsiporim, which are your Karbanos ultimately again for Saras, Chata Sa'of and Ola Sa'of, which are the Karbanos for Nazir Tame. So listen to this. So maybe, Mimanav Shach, Shaper Kamaisi. So we'll say, the Gemara is not challenging Interest of what the Gemara is doing over is the Gemara is affirming, right? And the Gemara is saying, yes, that is the right choice of Karbanos. Now, why is that the right choice of Karbanos? So watch this. So watch this. Because if the individual in question is a Vada Mitzora and he's not Tame, so, so remember again, in any of these situations, what we have is multiple possibilities, right? Remember, the only thing we know definitively in this case is that this guy is a Nazir. Everything else is a Suffolk. Is Siamatsora, right? Is he Tame? So therefore the Gemara says, the way we just structure the Karbanosh essentially leverages all of the risks. Watch, it's actually fascinating. He says, listen to this, the Vada Mitzora, because if the Nazir in question is a Vada Mitzora, the love Tamehu, but he's not Tame. So we'll say possibility one is, he's an actual Mitzora, but he's not Tame Tomas Mace. So then if that's the case, Tsiporin Chovaso, he'll bring ultimately again the birds as his obligation. Because remember again, the bird offerings are for who? Bird offerings are for who? Are for the Mitzora. Now I'll just say something very, very quickly, very quickly. You know, the right, Rashi HaKadosh brings down the Pasuk in Parshas Mitzora. 
or Tazria, I think it's Parshas Mitzorah, right? The Karbanos of the Mitzorah are birds, right? Rashi says, why does the Mitzorah bring birds? Why does the Mitzorah bring birds? Because why does a person contract Tzara'as, right? Because they're talking. Too much, like chirping, right? So the, the, the excessive talking that leads to Lashon Hara, right, that causes Tzara'as is like the chirping of the birds. So once I saw a beautiful Balshan Tavakadosh brings down, that's fine, but the Mitzorah brings how many birds? Two birds. And in fact, what happens to the two birds, right? One of them is shechted, and what? One of them flies away. So says, what's, what's the pshat? And the Vashon says something so incredibly beautiful. He says, because in every act of Lashon Hara, there's dual liability. There's the negative words that you spoke. I will say, but in those very same moments that I was speaking slanderous speech, I could have used my koach hadibor for something positive. I could have used those same words to build someone up. I could have used those same words to engender avas Yisrael. I, so in other words, that the shechted bird represents the avera, the bird that flies away represents the lost opportunity. And I will say, if you think about that duality, it really applies to all averas. Right? The real tragedy of sin is sin is a compounded loss. Right? On one hand, there's the avera that I did. But the reality is, in that same moment that I was committing an Avera, I also could have what? I could have done something positive. So every Avera represents a dual loss. The thing that I did wrong, and the lost opportunity that I had to do something good with that same time, with that same energy. Such an incredible idea. In any event, so I'll say, Sigmar says as follows. So the Tzipaurin makes sense, right? Because remember again, we're talking about a scenario here where he's a Vada Mitzorah. So if the Tzipaurin then would make sense, right? So the Gemara says, So Godiva the Kvura. Now, boss, remember again, the Chatas Hauf. Now, remember, interesting enough, boss, we normally have a principle that a Chatas cannot be brought out of Safek. Interestingly enough, there is one exception to that rule, which is Chatas Hauf. Chatas Hauf Zrika can be done with Safek. But ultimately, again, you would go ahead and bury the carcass of the bird after. So in other words, you wouldn't offer up the body. And remember, all you need is riga anyway. So that's how you leverage the risk. Right? Va'ola, and the ola that's being brought, have you nadava. Ultimately, again, that could be what is in the dava, not a problem. The Gemara says, Ulagalcho tok shiva efshar. Now the truth is, the ability to go ahead and do another haircut at the end of seven days is impossible. Why? The dilma lav muchlahu. Because also remember again, perhaps what? Perhaps he's not a Vada'i Mitzorah. Now, if you're not a Vada'i Mitzorah, then what? You can't do another haircut at the end of seven days. Why? Because that's going to stare and undermine the Naziros. V'rachmona Amar, tar lo ya'avar auro show ad melos. Fine. So we'll say that's possibility number one. Possibility number two, ilav Mitzorah Vada'i right? So scenario number two is, again, he's a Nazir. Maybe he's not a Mitzorah, but he is Vada'i Tameh. He absolutely has to masme. So now the Kabbalah makes sense as well. Why? If that's the case, ultimately again, will be obligatory for his Tumah, for his Tumah. And I will say, anyway, the birds will be offered up outside, and therefore there's no problem with Chudun La'azara. And ultimately again, the Olas Behema could be offered up as an Adava. Fine, that's possibility too. Possibility three. They will say there is a third possibility. What's the third possibility? He's not Tomei and he's not a Mitzorah. 
Right? That's the third possibility. And all he is is what? All he is is what? Just a Nazir. So let's now watch this. So Tzipor and Avrei Kamesav. Then the birds are offered up outside anyway. Therefore, I get no problem of Chul Lazara. Chatas Ha'ov L'Kvura. Ultimately, the Chatas Ha'ov, you could do the Zrika, but you won't offer up the body of the Mizbech. It'll be buried. Right? Olas Behemah Chavyachavasa. And ultimately, again, the Olas Behemah will, will satisfy his obligation. I have a but one second, you still require an Asham. In other words, what's I? The Asham is for, is for Mitzorah. What are you doing about the Asham? In other words, you still have to leverage your risk. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Shimon, the Amar, Maisi Umasni. It's Rabbi Shimon who holds it. Allah, you can bring the Asham, but you bring a conditional Asham. And I both say, what's a conditional Asham? I both say, if you take a look at Rashi, it's almost right across in Rashi. In other words, if you just move your finger rightwards into Rashi, a few lines down. So Rashi says, Hamani Rabbi Shimon, he da'amar maisi umasni, ki da'amina parak basu demsechas menachas, Rabbi Shimon Omer, lemachras mevi ashamo, velugo imo va'omer, imitzorah hu ze ashamo v'zelugo, v'imlav asham ze yeishame nedava. So what's Rabbi Shimon is of the opinion that interestingly enough, you can bring a conditional asham. Rabbi say, interestingly enough, the sacrificial rites for an asham are the same sacrificial rites for a nedava. So Rabbi Shimon is of the opinion that you can bring a conditional asham, and just stipulate if it's, if I'm required to bring the asham, it should be an asham, and if not, what it should ultimately go ahead and be on a dava. I says the gemara says the gemara. Fine, masni taglachashnia vishushlishes siporin lo tzarek. So we'll say this is the case where he's not right, where he's not going to be tame, or he's not a mitzora. So if that's the case again, taglachashnia ushlishes siporin lo tzarek. You don't need the second hair cutting. You don't need the third hair cutting. You don't need the siporin. The ha'avid. So ma'ika, so ultimately again I will say, so what chashash would we have? Dilma vaday muchlatu. So we'll say perhaps, ultimately again, he is a vaday muchlat, in other words, mitzora, to which the Gemara says, chada l'safek sifro, v'chada l'safek tum aso. If that's the case, I will say, ultimately again, one bird, one oaf, would come to go ahead and for the suffix sifro, sifro, remember again, refers to the days of Tara, and ultimately again, one for the suffix of his tumah. And I will say, now what's interesting about this is as follows. So the rush points out over here, he says, Adam Rishon, Kimo Shishi Shvi. So I will say, this would be referring, remember again, the chap over here is if he's a suffix mitzora. So remember again, we have two hair cuttings that are occurring, one on day one and one on day seven. So the Gemara suggests over here that Allah Chalamaisa, one oath would ultimately be for the suffix sifro. Suffix sifro ultimately means for the suffix of the counting of days one through seven, and one for the suffix of his tumah. Taglachas revius. We will say, what about the fourth hair cutting? So again, remember, just 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 that's what we're doing over here, right? Remember, we said before in the Gemara that Allah Chalamaisa, that Allah Chalamaisa, there are four hair cuttings, right? And in each of the hair cuttings, there are different carbonos which are brought. We're just going through the four hair cuttings and what is brought at each stage. I will say last line, Samech Ahmed Aleph, 68. Taglachas Revius, what happens at the fourth hair cutting? Maybe carbon tara. Ultimately, again, you bring a carbon tara. As well as remember, again, what does the fourth hair cutting represent? What does the fourth hair represent? End of the road. At this point in time, what you've done, I will say, is you've gone through all the different scenarios, offered up all the different combinations of carbonos, fourth hair cutting, maybe carbon tara. You bring your carbon ultimately again for tara, umasni. And I will say, ultimately again, you make, you make the following umasni. And ultimately again, you make the necessary conditions. Says the Gemara, Amadeis, vi'ivadai nozihu. So ultimately again, if he's a definitive, right? Ivadai nozihu. Ola harishon achova, v'zunidava. 
ultimately, again, the first one will satisfy my obligation. And this carbon should be a nidava, the tame umuchlatu. And ultimately, again, if he's a tame and a muchlat, i.e., tumas meis, and a mitzora, ola harishon and nidava, the first ultimately, again, should be a nidava, the zu chova. And this ultimately, again, should be a, a, the obligatory carbon. V'zeh, we'll say the zeh refers to the chathos and shlomim, shar karbano. Ultimately, again, should satisfy the rest of my carbonic obligations. Fine. So the Gemara says, Tamei safek umuchlat vadai. What happens, Rav Osir, if we're talking about a case of where he is definitively Tamei. I'm sorry. Tamei mi safek. But ultimately, again, definitively a mitzora. Ochel bekadshim la'achra shmoni he has the ability to go ahead and eat kachim after eight days. And ultimately, he has the ability to go ahead and become tummy lemes. I should say, I say his nazirus is over. I.e., he could drink wine and become tummy lemes after 67 days. I will say, so we're just transitioning over here now. We've gone through, right? So now we've effectively dealt with, right? We've effectively dealt with the first category of cases. What's the first category of cases? That's the Mishnah's case. Mishnah's case is definitive Nazir who what? Who finds himself overwhelmed with Safek. What happens in life? Sometimes you lose yourself in the Safek. Right? So we'll say, what are his status? Safek number one, Tumas Meis. Safek number two, Saras. Saras. So we'll say, so now we've seen how do you effectively deal with that? Well, first of all, here's what we know. We know that I will say, in order to resolve all of that Safek, how many haircuts? How many haircuts? Four haircuts. Each of those haircuts are going to re- require different carbonos at different intervals in order to address all of the different layers of Safek. What's the duration of this process? What's the duration? Well, the Mishnah just deals with the Nazir Mu'etas, so it's going to be 60 days until you eat carbonos, 120 days until you're the Nazir is over. But obviously, obviously, the timeline is going to be dependent on what? The duration of your Nazirus. The longer your Nazirus, the longer, the longer the process of resolution. But bottom line is, it's at least a 60, 120 day model, 60 days for carbonos, 120 days for end of the zeros, four haircuts, four, hair, four shavings, four shavings with different sacrificial rights at each of those intervals. Now, both sides, the Gemara is just transitioning to a different kind of case over here. Tame Safek Umuchlat Vadai. What happens if you have a Nazir who is a Safek Tame, but definitely a Mitzora? So we'll say, what do you, have, what do, you do in this case? So he's able to cut him after 80 days. Because Rabbi say, remember again, since he's a Vadai, he's a Vadai Mitzorah. So again, we know how to rectify his particular situation. And therefore, he's able to go ahead and eat after 80 days. And ultimately, again, his Nazirus is over after 67 days. After 67 days. Mukhlat Safek Tomei Vadai. Was what happens if you have a guy, ultimately, again, Safek Mitzorah. But definitively, Tamei. In this case, he could eat Kachim after 37 days. And ultimately, his Ned and Zeros is over after 74 days. 74 days. I will say, the rush, like the rush on the side goes through all the calculations. With this, again, I will say, it's the same mechanism we saw before. Tamei Vadai, Umochlat Vadai. Oh, so we'll say, finally, we're up to a case of Vadai. What happens if you have a guy? Who is Tamei Vadai Mukhlat Vadai? He's a Nazir. He's definitely Tamei Tumas Meis. And what? Also definitely a Mitzorah. So I'll say in this case, Ochel Bekachim La'achar Shmoni Yamim. He has the ability to catch him after, after, after eight days. I will say, so remember again, because he, remember we have the purification process for Taras and the purification mm-hmm. process for, for Tumah. 
which each span what? Each span seven days. Now remember again, after that Tumah is resolved, then what? Then Halach Lamayin say, has the ability to catch him. And ultimately, again, he has, and then he's able, his Nedrin is zero, so it's going to be over after 44 days. Fine. Shalom Tamidim, Rabbi Shemayn Yochai. So, let's listen to this. The Tamidim asked Rashbi, Nazir, Tar, Umitsora, Maushi, Galech, Taglachas, Aha. So, we'll say this is a, okay, so switching gears now, switching gears. So, we'll say, so listen to this. The Tamidim of Rashbi asked in the following question. We'll say, listen to how beautiful this is. What happens in the following situation? A Nazir Tar, who's a Mitzorah? Who's a Mitzorah? So now, not the same case. Going back to what we originally had. Right? I have a guy who's a Nazir. David So the life of that's all member. Don't get a minute. So I'll say, so listen to this. So Shalut Hamidab es Rabbi Shom Bayochai. So listen to this. The Tamidim asked Rashbi. Asked Rashbi as follows. What happens if a person is a Nazir Tar, and the Mitzorah. Now we'll say, so take a look, take a look. Um, take a look. Um, yeah, at Rashi, at Rashi. So in Rashi, we'll say it's in the intermediate lines, the, the middle lines. So Shalot Tamidim, Rabbi Shem Bayochai, Mipnei Mat Nazir Tar, no, actually, no, not yet. Okay, so what does it mean to say this outside? That was a good rush here that I wanted to show you. Okay, fine. So we'll say, here, here's the question. You have a Nazir Tar and a, and a Mitzorah. They both say, here's the case. The case where imagine the following situation. Ruvain, we'll call him, is a Nazir who contracted Saras. Happens to the best of us. So, so now what happens? It happens to be his Naziris concludes on the same day that he begins to count his Yemetara for Naziris. Now both say, remember again, a Nazir, how long is the purification process of a Nazir? How long? Seven days. Seven days. Right? So seven days. What do you do on the seven days? What happens on day one? Haircut. What happens on day seven? Haircut. The case in question is, Rabosai, day one of this purification process, Fort Saras, happens to coincide with what? The last day of his Naziris. So I'll say, what's the Shaila? Could one haircut count for both? That's the Shaila. Could one haircut cut for, count for both? Right? I'm gonna cut, right? So Ruben's going to cut his hair. He's going to shave. Because Rabosai, remember again, now, remember, what, what does Nazir, what does Mitzora have over Nazir? What does Rabbi have over Nazir? Mitzora is not just the haircut, right? What's Mitzora? What's Mitzora? Full body shaving, right? So obviously Nazirus only has just the haircut, but Lamaisa, the Shiloh is on the dinner of the haircut, on the dinner of the haircut, could one haircut satisfy both obligations, right? So Nazir tar o Mitzora, maushir galech taglachas achos, va'olelo lekanu lekan, and it should count for both. Amr Lahen, Rashbi responded, Eino Megaleach. No, it does not work. It does not work, right? At the end of the day, one haircut ultimately again will not go ahead and work for both. Amr Lo, Lama. So they said, why not a haircut as a haircut as a haircut? So I, why, why wouldn't one haircut go ahead and work for both, for, in order to satisfy both obligations? Amr Lahen, listen to this. Amr Lahen, this is incredible. Ilu Zelagadl, Zelagadl. So we'll say, listen to this. Because in order for a haircut to work for multiple obligations, the obligations have to really be addressing the same criteria. So for example, if the point of the haircut was for the hair to regrow for both of them, or if the point of the haircut was to remove hair for both of them, then ultimately again, you're saying good. 
They both say they have two different purposes. What's the purpose ultimately again of the haircut for the Nazir? What's the purpose? What's the purpose? To remove that which grew during the Nazirus. Ultimately again, what's the purpose of the Mitzorah? To ultimately again regrow the hair afterwards. Well, say, so take a look at the rush for just a moment. The rush articulates this very beautifully in, in, my, in my rush. It's four lines up from the bottom. Nazir the Havir, Humavir Se'or Legamre, Ve'inot Sarf Legagla, Old Shem Mitzvah. See, Rabbi say, when a Nazir cuts his hair, when a Nazir cuts his hair, so Rabbi say, what does a Nazir do? What, what, what is he doing when he cuts his hair? His goal is just to remove. Does he, does he have any obligation to regrow? Is there, any, is there any regrowth obligation by a Nazir? None. Conversely, look at the rush. Mitzor legadel, betaglachas rishon shal saref legadel sa'aro kedei legal choshenis la'achar yimei sifuro. Oh... They will say, watch this. When a Nazir shaves on day one, they will say, what's the goal? What's the goal? What's the goal? To shave again when? Day seven. So Rashbi says, the haircuts have two different purposes. For the Nazir, it's to remove that which has grown. And there, we don't care about regrowth afterwards. For the Mitzorah, it's to shave and then to regrow for whatever degree is possible, because there's going to be another shaving when? On day number seven. So Rashbi says, therefore, because the haircuts serve two different purposes, one haircut cannot take care both of the end of the Nazirus and the first haircutting of the Tara of the Mitzorah. Incredible. Sa'ai says, the Gemara Velo, Salelo, the Mechiluto, the Salelo, the Mechifro. So at the end of the day, if at the end of the day, so maybe, maybe Halacha Lameisa, Maybe halacha lemaisa that I understand this logic applies to which haircut I was saying to the first haircut of the mitzora. I but maybe it should count for the second one. In other words, I will say at the end of the day the rush says betaglachas ashniyah shalom mitzora tala taglachas nazirus kevan sheshteim lahavir seyar. So I will say so maybe we should say now I will say the question itself is a little bit lopsided as as we already know. But lemaisa the gemara says why not? Okay, so I understand. So the lot Rashbi you're saying. One haircut could only satisfy two obligations when? If the haircutting serves the same purpose for both. So therefore, the first haircut of the Mitzora can't count as the end haircut of the Nazir. Why? Because the end haircut, the, the, the haircut of the Nazir is what I will say to what? To remove hair with no obligation of regrowth. And the first haircutting of the Mitzora is, is to allow for regrowth. So maybe the second haircutting of the Mitzora should be able to count as the concluding haircutting of the Nazir. Since what Rabbi say? They're both for what? Removal with no obligation for regrowth. Take a look, Rabbi say, ultimately at the rush. Third line from the bottom. Biyalu l'mei sifuro, shegam hulahavir, fine. Tush l'gmar says, v'amr lahen, ilu, v'amr lahen, Rashbi says, you're right. Ilu zelif nezrik astam, v'zelif nezrik astamim, yafa atam. Rabbi say, if the haircuttings were sacrificially the same, in other words, if both of the haircuttings took place before the zrika of the uh, of sacrificial blood, I would agree. Here's the problem. The problem is, for the mitzora, the hair cutting takes place before zrika, and for the nazir, the hair cutting takes place after zrika. So, so now, what Rashbi is saying is like this. In order for one haircut to satisfy two obligations, what has to happen? Number one, the hair cutting itself has to be done for the same purpose, right? In other words, in this case, in this case, Hair, hair removal with no need for regrowth. Number two, 
it has to be done at the same time in terms of the timeline for sacrificial rites. But for Mitzora, ultimately hair cutting is done before Zriga. For, for Nazir, the hair cutting is done after Zriga, therefore it's not going to work. I say to fine. For those Salalolim Mitzaraso Niziruso, the Salalolim Mitzaraso Vitum also. So Rabbi says, so ultimately again, perhaps we should say that Halach Lameisa, Halach Lameisa, so maybe you could use the same haircut, ultimately again for Tsaras and Tuma. In other words, if the Nazir became Tomei, let, let those two, let, in other words, what, what, what was it? Now, all of this presupposes that your timelines coincide, right? That a Nazir who is about to become purified from his Saras contracts Tuma. So now he's a Nazir Betuma, Nazir Betuma, ultimate, or I should say, the timeline for his Nazir Betuma coincides with Saras. So now I want to use one haircut for both. And I will say, this would seem to work, this would seem to work, because for both of them, for both of them, the goal is, Hair cutting for the purpose of regrowth, right? And ultimately, again, the sacrificial timeline would seem to be the same as well. To which Rashbi says, Amr Lahem, Amr Lahem, Ilu Zelifne Bias Mayim, Zelifne Bias Mayim, Yafa Ata Omrim. You know what I will say? Sir Rashbi says, if both of them did it at the same time as Mikvah, in other words, if Mikvah was the same place in the timeline, I would agree. Here's the problem. Elatame, Laacha Bias Mayim. I will say, Tomas Mace, he cuts, for Tomei Nazir, he cuts his hair from Tumas Meis. He cuts his hair after immersion in the mikvah. Mitzora lifnei lifnei biasmayim. Ultimately, again, but from Mitzora, both say, when does he do his hair cutting? Ultimately, again, before immersion in the mikvah. To which the Gemara says, Amrlo. So we'll say we'll do over here. Is, well, I will actually we'll pause here. So we'll say so just understand what I want to do a little just a little piece on the parasha. So we'll say so ultimately again what we're ending off over here is in the Shaila of Rashbi. And the Shaila of Rashbi is we're trying to figure out. We'll say is there ever a case where you could multi-purpose one haircut, right? So in other words, if I have a situation where multiple statuses are ending at the same time, and those multiple statuses all require a haircut, is there a possibility of one haircut? satisfying multiple obligations. You see where Rashbi is going with this. We see the writing on the wall, right? Where is Rashbi going with this? Rashbi is saying, yeah, it could work. As long as what? As long as what? Everything aligns. The whole timeline aligns. In other words, immersion and mikvah is done at the same time. Zrika is done at the same time. The purpose of the hair removal is for the same time. Which I will say, essentially, we're going to see that really never happens, right? That's never going to happen. You're not going to have everything. Well, I shouldn't say that. It appears that you're never really going to get everything in alignment. Therefore, one, it sounds like what Rashbi is saying is that one haircut can't go ahead and satisfy multiple obligations. Let me just share with you a short, uh, a short idea in the parasha.